Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, Hello, America, and thanks for coming. My name is Seth. Hey, it's Jamal. And it is Stony. Hey, you guys, we're back for another week. We're now over the hill. This is our 51st episode. <laughs> How do you guys feel? I need to go upstairs and get my Ben Gay. Can we just hang on for a second? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I just like have so many wrinkles like on my face right now. <laughs> oh, God. I know. I'm like in a wheelchair now. It's awful. Like, I mean, <laughs> not that being in a wheelchair is awful. I just personally don't like being in a wheelchair. Actually, that would be probably really fucking <laughs> awesome. <too. laughs> I'm so lazy. Like, <laughs> I would just like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm going to send like I'm just accessorizing. <laughs> no, they'll come for you. You've seen, um, you know, what's really cool, though. The people in wheelchairs that play basketball. Oh, yeah. I've always been really fascinated by that. Awesome. Yeah. I'm just not that coordinated. So I guess if you have to be in a wheelchair, you figure yeah. it out. Well, I saw someone, I saw a video of someone in a wheelchair and they like went on like a half pipe or a half ramp, like a skating ramp, basically. And they did uh, like a backflip. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> what? <laughs> that would be terrifying. Uh, yeah. I, that just like makes me feel so like worthless because I'm like a fat slob and I have like legs or something. <laughs> <laughs> I can like barely walk to the bus without getting winded. So. <laughs> <laughs> they're like over here like dunking on me yeah douche (laughs) nba um nba jam style is that oh my god nba jam that'd be sick with wheelchairs oh god they need to do that (laughs) actually no we're copywriting that that's our idea now (laughs) (laughs) if we see it out there we're coming for you yeah our lawyers will be speaking with you (laughs) yeah we have so many of them yeah i have a whole list um, I have Ken Nunn, uh, Bob Blah Blah, and <laughs> <laughs> Better Call Saul. Yeah, I'll call Saul too. We'll get all of them all over you. Oh yeah, Saul's my lawyer. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Anyways, so how have you guys been? Did you guys have a good week? What's been going on? It's been most of the same for me, but um, it's been an it's been an all right week. I can't really complain back into my workout routine so that's nice um i didn't get to go today but i'm gonna make up for it tomorrow Uh are you really i am (laughs) i'm getting my ass up because it seems that's the only way it happens it has to happen in the morning so there's no chance of it not happening the Mm. other 23 hours in the day gotcha unlike me i'm probably going to skip but actually (laughs) i will go tomorrow i think i don't know we'll see like i don't know (laughs) Like, I might go get on the uh, bicycle for, like, 30 minutes. I don't know. Slight shade. I was going to go this morning, and then I held back because Stoney was going to go with me later. And then I came home after my haircut to go to the gym, and he was like, uh, can we just not go? (laughs) I was tired, okay? You could have texted me. I had to, like, paint the upstairs by myself. So my um, barber, (laughs) he's, like, one light away. One light and a short... like streets drive to our gym. So I could have just gone straight to the gym for my haircut. I know. But instead you came home and Stoney <laughs> ruined it. Well, I'm sorry I ruined your life. <laughs> it's wow. okay. I'm going to go tomorrow for sure. Tomorrow I'm going. Yes. Well, that's good luck. <laughs> may, may the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> 
Tomorrow's Titty Day, so Ooh. it's gonna go yes. down at five thirty a.m. I love Titty Day. Titty Thursday. Oh wait, that doesn't work. Tomorrow's Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so you guys had a good week. Nothing crazy happened. No one fell through um, their shoe rack or anything. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. No one over here. Oh, we actually started painting the loft, Seth. It looks completely different. Yeah. I saw you guys posted on the Insta stories. So make sure you're following our Instagram so you can like keep up with fun things that we do sometimes. Yeah. We've been doing touch ups. I think we're just gonna go ahead and try to slowly work on the trim throughout the week. We are gonna not do that right away, but yeah. we'll see how that goes because my mom gets in next weekend. Uh oh. So I don't want the house to be a complete shit show. <laughs> yeah, for real. I feel you. <laughs> How's your week? Uh, this week I went to a concert and I went to see Lizzo and she was mm-hmm. so good. Oh my gosh. So she performed for about half an hour and like all of her songs, she was really upbeat and like. I don't know, it's just like happy music, basically, just makes you feel good. And mm-hmm. um, it was really funny because in the middle, she's like, how many of you know what a scrub is? <laughs> 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 and then she like goes, then she started singing the TLC songs, uh, No Scrubs, for like a couple, bar, you know, bars or whatever. Uh-huh. And so then she goes, yeah, this song's about a scrub. His name's Jerome. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> She's like called him out. Sorry, Jerome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you were put on blast. <laughs> Full blast. <laughs> she looked like she would be a good live show. Like from what I saw from you and um the gang's Insta stories, she looked like really upbeat and great show energy. She was. It was her. Um, she had two female background dancers and like I guess you could call her a hype woman um, behind her, behind all of them, like keep playing tracks or whatever she does, um, doing background okay. vocals and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, it was really cool. She kind of just stayed like in that small area basically. So she wasn't like running all over the stage, but she was really entertaining. We posted, um, you know, the clip of her singing good as hell. And damn, I was like, ah. <laughs> I was doing like my camera and like I hip love rolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Everyone was like, oh my God. <laughs> How was St. Vincent? Oh my God. St. Vincent was so good. So I didn't say this yet, but like literally we were right in front of the right side of the stage. So we were so damn close and it was amazing. Um, so St. Vincent was good. She came out and she had her backup band. And it was interesting because half of her backup band were men. And so the men in her backup uh-huh. band, they had on these like blonde like bowl cut wigs and then their faces were covered in stockings so you couldn't see their face at all but the women were just like normal so i was wondering if it was like some Uh, if it's some sort of like statement yeah it could be it's almost kind of like a um well sia hides her face because of like an anxiety um problem she has but um i wonder if they're just trying to keep the focus on the women but also give you this cool like rock out mannequin vibe yeah quite possibly maybe yeah maybe they're just like these men are like idiots so we just need to cover their faces (laughs) maybe they're just like really ugly (laughs) (laughs) she's like put that away yeah but um but no you should have this memorized yeah (laughs) she uh she was so good she played like I think pretty much like all the songs I was hoping to hear. 
So that was really cool. And then after that was Florence and the Machine. And oh my God, we were so close to her. I was like freaking out. (laughs) Uh, I love her. Like seriously. Dude, she like wears, she had no shoes on. So she was just in her bare feet. She had this like amazing flowy dress on and like she has her Mm -hmm. long red hair so just like the combination of like the way her dress and her hair moves and like the way she moves her body is just so beautiful and Mm -hmm. oh god she performed like everything like i would ever want to hear there were tons of cool clips of that um show on instagram and i saw where she went into the crowd how cool she did yeah she ran off the stage went down the side of the arena and like was like holding people's hands as she sang like was she like was like full speed running like up the steps to the side of the stadium (laughs) like oh my gosh she must have been doing sprints to like rehearse for this tour (laughs) i don't know she's in such good shape like because even beyond that she's she's running around the stage the whole time regardless of that you know so Mm -hmm. it was so so good she sang cosmic love and had this cool light show and I got, uh, that's my favorite song of hers uh that was the first song i'd ever heard of her so i was like so happy about that and she mm-hmm. sang a lot of new stuff off her newest album which um isn't my favorite but she sang like the three to four songs that are like my favorites from that album so that was so it, mm-hmm. even though it was a lot of new stuff it was like the songs that i enjoyed um Good. yeah so it was just like a super fun night and that was awesome i just had the best night it was i just want i like never wanted to leave that world that's <laughs> awesome i definitely want to like make an effort to see her eventually hopefully she'll come somewhere near us <laughs> chicago sure. would be really cool yeah yeah I, uh, it's always chicago <laughs> i uh, i can't recommend it enough like if you ever get the chance to see florence in the machine live go do it i'd seen her um perform at a couple tv shows so, but it was only just one song which actually worked out because I saw her sing No Light and she didn't sing that song at the uh, the show that we saw. So, ah. but it, Jesus, Stony, throwing your phones. <laughs> Calm down, Teresa Guidis. I was just, I was just, so <laughs> ma- I was just so mad that like she Judice. didn't play that song again. So that's like my one uh, Real Housewives name that I know. <laughs> Teresa. Yeah. She she did her time. She doesn't like to say she went to jail, so she'll say I was I away. I was away, I, or Joe was away. <laughs> While I was away, this is <laughs> like not the most glamorous story, but um, but I did have a brief interaction with those Real Housewives of New Jersey gals a long time ago. But um, I was I was the <laughs> I, I was like the head page, um, like the HBIC at Dancing with the Stars this one of the seasons. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> so. Oh yeah, wasn't one of them on? I don't know if one of them was on. Maybe maybe one of them was on and like the rest of the people there were there to support or maybe they were there to just promo the show or something, but Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember, but my job was to seat the VIP people. So, um I also met Kim Kardashian one time and uh yeah. Perez Hilton, who is an a hole, <laughs> but I got to meet Eliza. Oh, well, I didn't Perez. get to meet her, but I saw Eliza Dushku up in person. So I love Buffy the Vampire ah. Slayer. So I was like freaking the fuck out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love Bring It On, so I would be freaking yeah. out. Yeah, well, that too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, anyways, so 
Um, one of my non-glamorous tasks as a page was to collect the, the gum that they were chewing so that they would not get caught on camera <laughs> chewing gum because it makes you look like a cow chewing grass. <laughs> oh, no. So, I didn't wow. know that was a thing. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So part of my job was to carry this little cup around and be like, um, excuse me. Um, yeah, like you're chewing gum. And this this is really just like for your benefit. So you're going to look better on TV. <laughs> yeah, because right now. now this is for you, you queen. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Spit out the winter mint. Yeah. So I get to the New Jersey housewives table and they're all like, oh my God, like this is really your job. Like not being me, like in a mean way, but like this is silly. They're just like, this is interesting. Yeah. Like, this is, you're so gross. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, Ew, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, not again. You know what I... You know what I just thought of? Like, this would be really creepy, but what if, like, somebody that did that job, like, kept all the gum of the celebrities oh and, like, God. put it on their wall and, like, labeled it? Like, you know somebody's doing it. Uh-uh. That's I would think first that somebody gross. would keep it and put it on eBay. No. And then you could, like, open a gum museum and be like, oh, like, Teresa Judice like, chewed this piece of gum in 2008. <laughs> you know, like, people will catch, like... <laughs> gum from Teresa, whatever. Yeah. People will do that. If you go on eBay, people are like, um, oh, this is um, Beyonce's sweaty towel. I would never what? put that on eBay. I don't know what that person was thinking. Oh, my God. But yeah. I should have kept all their that. gum and then carved it into the shape of the person that gave me the gum. That would be so fun, right? <laughs> I don't know to be, like, grossed out or impressed. I would wear gloves. You're so crafty. Well, I would wear gloves to preserve the saliva on the piece of gum, of course, you know. Uh, like, I'm not an animal. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, like this this whole conversation. I'm sorry I brought this I up, y'all. But anyways, <laughs> the coolest person like that I ever met was Zoe Deschanel, though. I don't know. I'm just like name dropping this episode, so sorry. Um, I was a fan of the new girl. I just kind of fell out of it. I didn't like for no reason. I just kind of stopped watching. I probably got busy or I something. I liked the show. I just yeah, it was more just like oh. I have things to do now, so I didn't oh. finish it. I never watched that Shout show. Shout out to Zoe. Yeah, I never watched it, it's, but I, wa- I love 50 First Dates or 50 Days of Summer or 500 Days of August. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Wake me up when September ends. Yeah. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> I love that movie, song, music video. <laughs> <laughs> the hunt for red october yeah i can keep going yeah. <laughs> finding miss daisy 500 days of elf oh god <laughs> please no <laughs> dear god anyways we've gotten off track you guys so that was my week oh and i also got an imaginary boyfriend that works at the coffee place that is next to my, my office <laughs> oh, oh yeah i saw that um that tweet what's our um I forget the handle. I can't think of it right now, but that was really funny. Uh, yeah. I was reading that thread and thinking, oh, you know, it's so fun to just be a creep every once in a while. I don't like <laughs> to think that I'm being a creep. Like, I'm just admiring. I don't think he's being a creep. A beautiful person. I'm not like, s- like actually <laughs> legit stalking them or like interfering with their life in any way. But he was just like super nice, super beautiful and mm-hmm. i was just like oh gosh like it's been a while since i've like had a crush on someone so this is new no that's fun i mean it's always fun because then you can just like go there for no reason just because you want to see the person i know <laughs> like i guess i'll order like 
a water. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, that would that would be me. It's like, um, I'm just here for a double star day, but really you're just there to yeah. like see them smile and have them ask you your name. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I just want like a like a venti skinny no dairy glass of water, please. <laughs> Thank you. And my name? What's your name for the order? My name is Seth, and my phone number is. <laughs> it's like I didn't ask for your phone number. Well, too bad you're getting it anyway. No, no, that's part of my name. Yeah, yeah. My name is three uh, one. My sign is what? I don't know. Sorry, I don't know that Megan Trainer song very well. But no, to the no, 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 no. None of us no, do. No. I definitely don't. <laughs> oh well. Sorry, Trainer fans. Well, if you guys want to like roast Jamal and Stoney for being losers, please do so at TFC Pod on Twitter. <laughs> Yikes! Come at me, bros and Bettys. Anyways, so I only saw. Well, I saw him once, and then I saw him leaving work once, but he was far away. And ever since then, I've been cheating on him with this other cute barista that's like fully tatted. <laughs> oh, I'm into that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, well, so that's my week. <laughs> I'm, I'm for sure still going to be single. Like, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's just like my life now. <laughs> but, you know, we can entertain an alternate reality. It's like in alternative facts, I'm dating them all. <laughs> <laughs> i dated them for two years yeah for real <laughs> anyways well let's get into like our show you guys uh let's throw it to this music <laughs> all right welcome back everyone thanks for coming today on our honesty spill of the week we are going to be talking about being gay in the workplace <laughs> yes because, you know, being gay is not a choice. It's just who we are. So experiences. Yeah. <laughs> choices. <laughs> yeah. Because being gay in the workplace is fucking horrible. Can be kind of a terrible time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fucking awful. So to start our discussion off, maybe we can just like give mm, maybe some like ways that you as a gay person maybe going into new job ways that you like are you hiding the fact that you're gay are you like overly gay like overly flamboyant are you gay <laughs> uh-huh or are you just yourself i just like to know if someone's gay <laughs> that's fair i try not to i try to mind my own business you know a lot of people don't know what that means so <laughs> just um <laughs> oh my god wow, they really let's don't. just start this off strong <laughs> yeah yeah well we're, we're just gonna go there so i guess i'll start so like when i came out it wasn't until i went to college so it kind of started for me with like um it's not necessarily work but marching band all the girls are, you know, checking out the fresh meat. So, of course, it's like, oh, my gosh, is he? Isn't he? And back at home, even with jobs, you know, that was not anything that I shared. So in the beginning, like through my jobs at college, I kind of kept it to myself. And as I got more comfortable with people, it would come up. I didn't act any differently. It was just myself. And if it came up organically, I would share. But I didn't feel like it was anything I needed to advertise Whereas now, you know, fast forward to current jobs and, you know, in corporate spaces, 
I will kind of do the same thing, but I'm more open. Like I have a framed picture of Stoney and I on my desk from our um, the day we got married Ooh. and another picture of Stoney. So I'll just kind of prop those things up and let it come up organically. Wow. He must be gay. Like... They yeah, like, why is totally there another gay. man touching him? <laughs> That's so weird. Also, like, the RuPaul, like, poster probably gives it away, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that... <laughs> you could, like, not even put pictures of Stony up, and everyone would still know that you're fucking gay. <laughs> I do have a Ru quote hanging from one of my monitors, but that, that happened, like shortly after we started filming all stars three but um i don't dress like extra flamboyant but i do dress here recently i haven't really been trying it's just been like trying to get through the day girl right (laughs) but um i'm not like over the top and that's just me it's not like you know shaming anybody that's femme or that likes to be more feminine or flashy that's just not my style i'm very much like um casual gq but i carry myself in a way that's like don't piss this queen off but she gets shit done (laughs) yeah so i have i've experienced mixed reactions to that which we'll probably get into here in a little bit definitely what about you stoney yeah for me so i didn't really so i didn't come out until my senior year of college so like I didn't really have to deal with like coming out in the workplace or anything until like I started my professional career. Um, So for me, it was kind of, I don't know. I think I, it took me a while to get to the point where I was like comfortable, like openly saying, like telling people I was gay or Mm -hmm. like just mentioning uh, like offhand, like, Oh, I'm, you know, doing this with my gay friends this weekend Mm -hmm. or something. Um, But as time has went on, I'm more, I guess, just, I just try to be myself basically. Like, so at work, like I'll put, like, I have a picture of Jamal and me, like on my desk. And like, if somebody asks what, you know, like if I'm married, I'll be like, oh yeah, I have a husband. And I just kind of talk about it. Like, you know, everyday normal people would talk about yeah, it. Yeah. Like it's nothing <laughs> yeah. different or. Um, yeah. So it's, it's just one of those things like, you know, I tend to be a little more reserved at work anyway. And part of it's just like the nature of my job, like it's accounting, right? So it's not, I'm not going to go in there and be like, yes, debits and credits, girl. Like, yes, bitch. I, I love know, like, debits. <laughs> <laughs> Let debits. me tell you, my husband, no, it's nothing like that. <laughs> Do the reconciliation. <laughs> like, um, like, I don't know. So it's just more... I am a little more reserved, but it's because my job is just serious. Like you have to like think a lot and you're using your brain. So it's not, you don't have time to just like joke around necessarily all the time. Whoa. Like how do you Um, do that? Like using your brain and thinking a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's really hard, girl. I come home like I'm like so tired. Um, (laughs) Wow. That sounds challenging. um, But yeah. So I just, I guess the takeaway from it, I I have gotten to the point where I just try to be myself and let it go from there. And it's like a normal part of my life. So mm-hmm. if yeah. somebody else has issues with it, mm-hmm. that's on them, not on me. So yeah. Cause you yeah. were born this way, baby. Yes. Yes. Gaga. doesn't matter if you love him or capital H I am. H I M. There we go. We got there. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> and then it starts, goes into AO. <laughs> Straight into Joe. <laughs> <Joanna>. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. I'm creating a mega mix in my mind. What about you, Seth? So 
my workplace okay so um in high school i worked at a movie theater and i was like definitely still in the closet and then college like during the summers when i would come home i would work there again so we got to the point eventually where if i wasn't like advertising that i was gay but if someone was like um are you gay and i'd be like oh yeah that was fine Mm -hmm. then post-college I was just sort of like myself. People are curious. So, you know, inevitably someone's like, hmm, are you gay? It's like, yeah. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I just like to know if someone's Happy. gay that I'm working with. <laughs> but, um. I mean, um. Oh, God. Yeah. So I just like, and then, um, so like at my desk, like I keep a framed picture of me and my barista boyfriend. And <laughs> like, so people ask us if that's my husband. I say yes, but I don't know what his name is. And, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's basically it. And I have a rainbow flag. And if anyone walks by my desk, it triggers a confetti cannon. So sweet. Oh, I need one of those. Fuck yeah. It just like glitter bombs them. Also, yeah. also today I was feeling really bored, so I changed my name tag because I was like really like keep thinking about that story about people thinking that your name is Stormy. Oh yeah, so Stormy Daniels Robinson. Yeah. So at work today, I was like really bored. I was like, I want to see if anyone notices, and I changed my name tag name to be Smarmy Roberts. Oh my god! Oh my gosh. And no one said anything. I'm so disappointed. Uh, <laughs> Leave it up. On. Somebody will catch on. I hope so. I left it up, but no one said anything. I'm just gonna keep changing it. And... I swear, if we, <laughs> I was gonna say if if we meet up next week to record and nobody has said anything, I will fly there. Yeah, and point it out. Yeah, I even <laughs> tried. Like I tried to give someone the layup because even today, someone's like, "Oh, what's your last name, Seth?" And I was like. Just go check my name tag. <laughs> and he's like, but I'm talking to you now. I'm like, go check my name tag if you want to know. <laughs> Look, oh speaking God. of being gay in the workplace, they're like, this bitch, he told me to go read his name tag. He's fucking <laughs> gay for sure. <laughs> that seemed Such like shade. Attitude. <laughs> Is that what they say? Shade? Yeah. But yeah, so that's so basically it. it. It sounds like all of us just kind of like go with the flow when we're in whatever environment, especially in the workplace. It's just like we're here to do our jobs. We're not here to like, you know, show a spotlight on here I am, here I am, you know, I'm covered in gold glitter. You just can't see all of it yet. But we're also not like necessarily trying to hide ourselves. Right. I mean, every like uh, workplace is different, right? Like we're talking mainly about like kind of a professional office environment. So it's kind of like more reserved and like mm-hmm. people aren't like mm-hmm. i don't know just people aren't necessarily like that outlandish right mm-hmm. in an office like and i've never been like um uncomfortable in any of my workplaces because of my sexual orientation but you know at my job for example i i supervise kind of like a call center kind of setting so it's a little more loose i with my team specifically i try to keep it light in between calls because customers can be a lot for real so um you know getting on the gay thing specifically i definitely show my personality people know i have a husband um i do remember when stoney and i got married it was kind of weird for me and i i did not know why like talking about it i i caught myself saying partner you know which is fine you know straight couples say my partner but 
I think there was this part of me after a few weeks of us being married, who's like, yeah, my husband. And I had to kind of get used to saying that around people, even though they knew we were married. It's like partner versus husband. For some reason, it was easier to say partner. And I think that was just me kind of walking on eggshells because I didn't know how everybody felt about the LGBT community. And I don't necessarily like to throw it in people's face. Yeah. Well, I think that like people, gay couples, like even if you're married, I think some gay couples will still say, oh, like my partner, my partner. So I think it is like also Mm -hmm. part of like what terminology you like to use too. Yeah. And I learned that much later. Well, yeah. I I mean, for some gay couples, like, I mean, gay marriage is like recently new, right? Like, you know, within the last 10 years or whatever. So, I mean, gay couples that were together before, that's probably what they said, right? Oh, this is my partner. But like for us, like we got married. So like, it was just weird. I think it was weird for me to even just say like husband because like that's not a word I would normally say or refer Mm -hmm. to somebody as and also to like people being in like an office environment like when I meet somebody for the first time they might come up to me and be like you know like oh like are you married do you have kids and Mm -hmm. I'll be like oh yeah my I'm married to uh or I have a husband I've been married to him for like you know a couple years or whatever and they're like like giving me a look or whatever like Mm -hmm. kind of like they're caught off guard so it's just kind of like awkward because like I feel their (laughs) awkwardness so I'm like oh this is weird well and then too you're trying to like read it you don't know if they're like put off or if they're like oh like that's fun and then you know like you know that there's that one chick in the office that she's gonna make you her best friend because she's like I found the gay yeah (laughs) for real that's another thing too like I noticed like if you're gay and your supervisor or superior is a woman they like want to be your friend (laughs) why is that it's weird well i mean i think it depends on the person who it is Mm -hmm. like not all women but like yeah Yeah, hashtag not all women i mean the majority (laughs) that is something though because that happens to me a lot too where it's like oh my god bff yeah and i'm like who are you yeah it's like you're supposed (laughs) to be my boss and then it gets confusing because they're so then like it's like you speak to each other it's like your friends so then when it's time for them to be a boss then like that role becomes confusing because you want to joke mm-hmm. around with them and then when they're like being a boss and they're kind of coming down on you then you're like wow she's a bitch <laughs> and then it affects your friendship <laughs> yeah. yeah and you never want it to go that way but you know us being in the position of being gay males in the workplace it's like we're not necessarily part of the boys club automatically like we're not women obviously but we see things like in the corporate setting especially it seems like if you're a straight male you are getting much more opportunities or much more attention than some of the ladies or some of the um, lesbians or gay men queer people in the office and that's just kind of one of those things that might happen naturally because people will gravitate towards what they're comfortable with. But I've also been in workplaces where I have been included in those groups and given those opportunities. But I credit that to, 
you know, the work I'm doing, not just, I'm not being collected. Let's bring him in because of diversity. Yeah. And that's something I'm always thinking about. Am I getting this because I'm black? Am I getting this opportunity because I'm like the gay one? Yeah. But I always know I'm doing a good job. So that's kind of how I carry myself in any workplace. Yeah. Yeah. And um, going back to your comment about the boys club thing, I think that's something that I think about quite a bit is because, um, being in the accounting world, like a lot of, um, you know, like CFOs or like, you know, controllers or directors of finance or accounting, a lot of them are men and a lot of them like to, you know, they're like very bro and they're like, oh, like we're going to go to the golf club and shoot some like whatever they're shooting. I don't even effing know but um (laughs) yeah um, but it's not a porno it's just like yeah (laughs) it's just like i tend to like relate more to women because i'm more into things that the women are into like Mm -hmm. i'm not really into like the football game or like just like douchey bro things that straight people do like i don't know it's just more for me i can relate more to women yeah so i tend to be more friends with them i feel that because it's like you know when you're with like straight bro dudes they're just like want to get together and fucking put on axe body spray together and it's just like really strange (laughs) (laughs) it's like they don't even break eye contact they just stare at each other straight in the eyes and spray each other with axe body spray (laughs) the worst (laughs) (laughs) i had um one moment at work and then we can kind of go into like another realm of being gay in the workplace um I see so many guys at work that don't wash their hands. And, you know, that's when my queen comes out. Like, Mm. all the stalls are full. I've seen people walk out of the stall and just walk out of the bathroom. And then one day I just, like, had it. And I was at the sink alone washing my hands. And for a moment I forgot other people were in the bathroom, like, behind closed doors. (laughs) I thought I was alone. um, I was like, yeah, I'm just washing (laughs) my hands pissed because I'm like... I'm washing my hands. This fucker just like touched the handle of the door. So out loud, like very, very audibly, I said, these fucking dirty bastards around here need to wash their hands. Oh my God. <laughs> and like two dudes in the stall started laughing. Like I just had to laugh and walk out. And yes, I used a paper towel before I touched that door. Oh, I do that every time. I was like, every time it's oh. always touch it with the paper towel. Goodness gracious. I'm sorry. I Wait, don't can do I tell that. you a funny <laughs> so. story? So, this was happening in the women's restroom, so I can't confirm it's true, but I was told at a for, at a workplace that I have worked at at some point in my life that this new girl, she went in to wash her hands and she put the soap all over her hands and like was lathering it up. And then she just like wiped it on her dress and left and <laughs> didn't even wash her hands what? off. <laughs> Is what she like conditioning? Is, is that a like form of conditioning? Like, wouldn't your hands just be sticky as fuck from when the soap dries? <laughs> that would feel so awkward. I don't yeah. understand. Why did she, like was something wrong with her? Was she having like, a moment? <laughs> Wait, I could just see. I could just see like her finger. <laughs> I could just see like her fingertips sticking to the keys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh no! Ew! <laughs> oh my god! That's oh, terrible. Yeah. So that's that was. I was just like, I don't understand like the thought process behind not washing the soap off of your hands, but whatever. Oh my gosh! So stereotypically speaking, you know, 
gays in general i say gays um with love i know some of some of the community doesn't like the term gays i'm gonna say it because i use it it's the intention yeah. behind the i word. like to say heterosexually so, um, challenged Ooh, ooh, that's good <laughs> that's the scientific that's yeah good. Mm-hmm. i'm gonna use that in a meeting but um there's a stereotype that we have attitudes or that you know we're quick to pop off you know z snap neck roll have either of you run into issues with that, whether it's like how you respond or how you answer to a question or hell questions you have because you're just trying to do your job? Have you ever felt like your inquiry was not received well because they're jumping to the conclusion that, oh, Seth has an attitude or oh, Stoney has an attitude? Oh, yeah. All the fucking time. Like, I mean, I think I've said this in the podcast before. One of my previous jobs, like I was known as the shade master. So, and like all my, oh my <laughs> I just can't stop. Like, I'm sorry. It's just a switch that doesn't go off. But like when people are weird, they need to know. <laughs> so I was like call it out. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think, so yeah, like for sure. Like I could give you like a whole series of like times where I've been like shady, like, whatever you want to call it (laughs) (laughs) how about you stoney have you ever run into that um i don't really see that happening not really like i (laughs) don't like nobody's ever like oh you got an attitude like what's your problem but i'm generally like a pretty like patient person and like also like if i am I don't know, going to somebody to discuss like a work related issue. I generally have my shit together and I have all the facts. So as soon as they start asking questions, I'm like, C, exhibit B, and then like explain to them why they're wrong. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, for sure. Stoney keeps it in. Yeah, he does. So I'm definitely more like, I'm never like defensive. I feel like I know I'm a strong personality, but it's not one that's super in your face i just always have a follow-up question whether i'm trying to understand something or i know something's wrong so i'm not just going to call you out and say this is why you're wrong i kind of i do this with my team a lot i'll ask you questions until you realize you have the answer or i'm trying to pull out more reason you know why are we going in this direction yeah can we touch on this more and I feel like my delivery is always on point. I definitely know when it's incorrect and I've, you know, apologized on the spot if it was ever wrong or received, not in a good way. But I feel (laughs) like with my, my presence at work, you know, people know I get the job done. So a lot of people are kind of on edge when I'm around because they're like, oh, well, he's going to have something to say. And it's like, well, no, I'm not. I'm just trying to, you know, do the job to my best ability or I'm trying to get things done and, you know, people just think you're complaining because you're bringing up issues and you're trying to make the office better or you're asking for something you need. Mm-hmm. And in my in my mind, it, it feels like, oh, here he goes again. So um, I'd ever let that, you know, turn me down like the volumes turned way up still. Yeah. But um, I never try to change because they're uncomfortable or they don't want to do their job because at the end of the day, people see the work that I do and the jobs that I've accomplished the projects, yeah. but, but you people also, don't respond well to that. Yeah. And you also have the aspect of like the race thing since you're a black man, mm-hmm. like that could play a factor too. Just that, you know, like the stereotype, like people 
take you a certain way when you're really not. And so it's like, that's a whole nother topic in itself. So, yeah. Oh yeah. There was one time, um, you know, I don't do this often, but if, if I'm rubbed the wrong way, you'll get a small sting. So people will always say, Oh, you speak very well. And I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) And nobody ever knows how to answer that question or they're stumbling over their words. Like, Oh, well I didn't, I didn't mean to, um, um, yeah, come correct Bye because bitch. I will check you <laughs> and I will do it. What's what's bad about me and I know I have the superpower. I can read you in a way that's so HR appropriate, it will kill you. And nobody can say anything to me, but that's kind of how I have fun with it mm-hmm. because um it's not me making people feel uncomfortable. It's like, "Hey, we're just trying to do a job here, and if you don't have an answer for me and you're above me or you're from a different area and you haven't been doing your homework before the meeting. Like, I want to know why, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go on the sinking ship with you and I'm also not going to waste my time. I'm very no nonsense. And whether I was a straight, a straight man, I don't think people respond to that very well, but it's, it's amplified because I am black and I am gay. Definitely. I mean, I feel like, I can come off as like the bitter queen because similarly when I see things that are being done like and that they could be done like in a better way it's like I would love to try and like help to make things easier and like have them be done in a better way and so Mm -hmm. also when I'm being held to like a high standard and having to meet certain expectations when senior management and supervisors are being hypocritical and not doing you know holding up their standards or you know, that sort of thing, then it's like, okay, well, why am I being held up to this standard? And you're supposed to be like higher up in the company, yet you can't seem to keep up either. But it's okay, because you're higher up in the company. Yeah, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. And that's kind of, um, I've, I've come across that in various jobs. But if you're above me, I don't care how long you've been up in that chair, you better know a little bit about something that I'm doing. Otherwise, I'm going to be asking how do I work up towards that chair? Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a big problem like in corporate America, just based on my experiences that a lot of managers I've had in the past um, aren't really managers. They are, they have the knowledge, but as far as managing people, they suck at it. So I think that's a big problem like in these corporate environments is our leaders of these corporations they're not very good at finding managers they let people in that don't know what the hell they're doing yeah Mm -hmm. and then it becomes like a whole thing for like the senior staff level people but yeah that's just an observation i've made in my (laughs) career i second that opinion (laughs) or observation but we kind of like went off on a tangent because that's not really gay in the workplace, but it's kind of related still. Well, it is because they're kind of looking for you to respond a certain way. And I know for me personally, I feel like I'm judged sometimes before I even open my mouth because then it's like, oh, he's he's so passionate. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I I am. But I'm also just asking you a simple question. Yeah. I mean, it's just so frustrating to get the job done. (laughs) Well, yeah, it, and this isn't just... talking about like my boss or anything. It's just like the office in general. You can approach anybody and kind of get that response. But then others, you know, they respond well and they're friendly. 
most of my experience has been good, but um, there are definitely times where it's like, ooh, I don't think she likes me. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially like for me, I definitely don't sugarcoat like whatever is being talked about. So if like I'm being told something that contradicts another thing, it's like, well, I'm going to be like, well, according to this, to this, to this, blah, 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 blah. So what you're telling me is that I've been being doing, I've been doing this wrong or I've been taught incorrectly or like that sort of thing. And they're like, eh. and so mm-hmm. I feel like that can come off as being like an angry or bitter gay or whatever you want to call it. But it's like at that, at this point in my mm-hmm. life, like I just don't even care because like, I'm just going to be me. And if it comes off, like the people mm-hmm. just, I mean, this isn't necessarily even about work and it could just be in general. It's like, I'm just going to be 100% authentic to myself. And, and the people that enjoy it will be around me. And the people that don't enjoy it will find other paths to go on. So, you know, yeah, Maybe I maybe I limit my potential friendships or whatever be, by being so like hypercritical or so like ready to pounce. But I mean, as a gay person, I feel like I have to be ready to like step up to the plate and defend myself, you know? Yeah, and I think we're much sharper that way because we have to navigate those kind of um windy roads and the um the corporate settings. Yeah, I think yeah, being gay in the workplace, you're we're used to not being the default, right? Like we're not like everyone else, you know? And, and I think that's one of the struggles is like when you have conversations with people at work, like a lot of times, like straight people are just like talking about all the, the little brats that they've created. And, and you're like, well, I guess I haven't really done any of that. Like we're just <laughs> I'm like, have fun. Like, I don't know, just like remodeling your garage this weekend (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean being gay is like also like can be a disadvantage because like people that have that are straight like have children and they're like oh my kid's sick like i totally have to go home and it's just like oh fuck like i can't ever i've never got to do that like have that excuse you know have some like generally accepted like excuse to be able to just leave work whenever the hell i feel like it yeah yeah Yeah, and i mean i guess it's different for everybody same thing i mean that scenario like obviously there can be gay people that have kids and like they're remodeling their garage at the same time or whatever. Yeah. Well, I was talking about me and as a perpetually single homosexual, I've never got to do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. So taking a lighter turn, um, what's like some of the craziest shit you've been asked by somebody in the office about being gay? Wait, can we, can I get a drink refill before we answer that question? Cause yeah, let's, oh yeah, I, let's take a break and come back to yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I need some more drink cause I'm ready to spill like the truth tea all over the place. I'm getting like really fired up right now. <laughs> so Uh-oh. stick around you guys and we'll be back very shortly. Ta-ta for now. Hey everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here are some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember everyone, you can email us, tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Thanks for Coming, the Magically Gay Podcast. Yes, it's yes. so magical. Sparkle, sparkle. <laughs> it's so magical. Sorry we had to take a break. Like, I just had to go make 50 copies of a piece of paper that no one even is going to use anyways. 
That's the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Like, here, here's your shit that you requested, and I'm pretty sure you won't even read it. (laughs) Yeah, that's, like, the worst thing ever. I just hate pointless tasks. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, before our break, Jamal asked a really good question, and his question was, what's the craziest thing someone's ever asked you or told you because you're gay? So, do you have anything crazy that anyone's ever asked you guys? Oh, yeah. So, um, back when I was living at home in Alaska, I worked at a um, FedEx warehouse up there. And mm-hmm. there was this one gentleman. He, he was nice. It never came off as, like, rude or inappropriate. But he was just very curious. And one day, he <laughs> came up to me. Just out of nowhere, this guy's questions would come. Like, we're just doing our jobs, you know, pushing and throwing boxes and shit. And (laughs) he's just like, so how do you decide, like, who wears the pants? (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean? And then um, he was like, what do they say? Like, who's the top or who's the bottom? And I looked at him. So you seem to know an awful lot about right, this. right. For someone that doesn't know anything. And, and at this point, there had been other questions, but this one was very like this one was like leveled up. So I looked at him, and I didn't know how to answer. So I said, "Are you like curious about anything? Like, do you have a crush on me? Do we need to look at your browser history?" <laughs> but you know, I was comfortable enough with him to respond that way. I definitely would not have responded that way if we weren't already kind of like friendly. We worked in the same group. I was there for like over a year and a half. So um, I kind of teased him that way because it it will come off better than that's none of your fucking business. And then everything's awkward for the last six hours of the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's always awkward. For sure. Like I, um, I don't know. Eventually we'll probably do like a coming out episode. Cause I have tons of stories about like stupid shit that people asked me. Yes. We have whenever fun I came out. So, <laughs> and honestly, like a lot of them came from our heterosexual correspondent <laughs> at the time. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> Are we throwing shade at Love our you. own heterosexual consultant? <laughs> um, but no. Thanks for coming on our podcast, Nick. Now we're going to throw you under the bus. So. No. It was, we were both like confused at the time because I had just come out and like he was from the same area as me. So he was also confused. So. It was super new territory for both so of you. So I do not like hold that against him. And it's like not even a big deal to me. So, but just so you know, like most of the questions did come from him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. This is a safe space. He's probably like, oh God, he's probably like huffing his Axe body spray right now because he's so nervous (laughs) to be called out. No, did you see his gram? He like threw all of the Axe away and he upgraded to Dove. Oh yeah. Good job. Yes. Good boy. (laughs) There we go. Um, um, how about you, Seth? Yeah, why don't we, should we switch topics? Oh, uh, I mean, I don't know if it was because I'm gay, but like the worst like person that I ever was involved with was an internship at a recording studio. And he was just like so strange. He was, it was in the Bay Area and he was like, obviously like one of those like burnouts, like you'd done so many drugs like in the probably like seventies or some shit. Oh. And so he just was like, I'm the king of the studio and everyone needs to do things the way I want to. So it was just like really weird. And he like, it was weird. He would make all the interns write what he called love letters at the end of the night where you would have to basically just describe what you did that day. 
because he was like never there when he was there he was like if things were done incorrectly like he got mad at me one day because i accidentally forgot to like close the door i guess and so like the one of the the doors like the office was left open but like this we were like in the north bay in the country like no one was (laughs) no one came near Uh anything it was fine Uh so but anyways, so then, but he would like be like, "Oh, like you fucking dumbass, cocksucker, motherfucker!" Oh my god! Like, oh my goodness! Just like he would fucking blow gaskets over the smallest shit, and it was just like, "What the fuck is your problem?" Yikes! He sounds like a like psycho murderer. <laughs> basically and it was like totally it was basically just slave labor because then after like like two to three major times of him like going off on me he um would like then like one day he was sick and like i had to go fucking grocery shopping for him and like drive way completely out of my way for free (laughs) to do this to deliver him like fucking sick medicine like i thought about fucking poisoning his goddamn food but (laughs) jk Or baking him a shit pie uh, or something. Gay rage, gay rage. <laughs> Shout out to the help. So, <laughs> I'm like, whatever. So, yeah, that was the worst. Um, then, like, towards the end, he, like, I don't know. I guess he thought, like, I was a smart ass, which, like, I mean, I kind of was. But, like, I was trying to do it in a way, like, to lighten the mood or whatever. Because, like, he would, like, was, like, yelling at me for something that was just, like, random. And so then he's like, this does not reflect the views of the studio at all, but you're, like, totally a piece of shit, and you'll, like, fucking never succeed in this business. <laughs> and like the disclaimer. Was, like, completely just... <laughs> oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, so, like, I literally just forwarded the email to, like, my contact, <laughs> the one that was running the internship program. Uh-huh. And he was like, wow, like, I've never seen him do this before, but, like... I don't know if you totally don't want to finish your last couple of weeks. It's up to you, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't let him win and just like, you should just show up and do your thing and, and whatever. Well, so that sounds terrible. Yeah. That's yeah. awful. I'd, so that was the worst. Um, I would have had to slash a tire for sure. Peace out. Motherfucker. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to remember. I think I stole a bunch of guitar strings and what else? I stole some stuff just to like me, just to like feel like I got my like experience out <laughs> of the situation. Hell yeah! <laughs> um, I was like, "Fuck off, you asshole!" Yeah, that's that's not good. Um, just I guess quickly for me, um, as far as like weird things that people have done, it's more just like being singled out, and I think it's like because um, you know, like I've already said, like very professional environment, like accounting everyone's just like stiff and like focused on their spreadsheets but like I've had like people come up to me and like comment on picture of Jamal and I and they usually it's like women like older women like in their like 50s or 60s and they're like oh my god he's so cute Uh, and like all this uh, stuff and um, I'm like you don't go to like straight people's desk and like go to their picture and be like, Oh my God, he's so cute. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm just like, girl, mm-hmm. put it together. Calm like- down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to calm down. I'm always skeptical of the first person that's nice to me at any job. <laughs> is that weird? <laughs> that is very weird. <laughs> I think like I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And when like, it's like, if someone asked me like, 
what's one word to describe you? And I for sure would be skeptical <laughs> because <laughs> you're like, why are That's you like, like being so nice to me? Like, I don't trust you. <laughs> well, it's because usually the first person that's really nice to you is just like a brown nose or drama starter. So like, that's the person I don't want to be friends with because they're trying to get all the like, tea on you. Yeah. They're trying to get the tea. They're trying to like, see if you're going to be friends or like whatever. So whenever, whoever is like the first nice person, I'm always just like, okay, bitch, we're not going to be friends. So (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I don't know. That might be just something weird. Like, strictly to me so it's just not all gays yeah it's based on your past experience so you're just like it's kind of like a form of caution right yeah absolutely and it's, yeah like we said it's always different to the different type of work you're doing and the the types of workplaces because you know if you're working like in like a call center like it's definitely a different environment mm-hmm. from like accounting where it's like very quiet so mm-hmm. it like it just depends i'm sure like where you're what you're doing and where you're at yeah Yeah. so to switch gears what kind of uh interactions have you had when you work in a workplace with like other gay people either directly in your department or in other departments or you know something like that like what kind of interactions do you typically have or do you seek out their attention or do you just see what happens um i'm always super friendly and open like if people um ask me a question i'm I usually answer like there's there's not many questions I won't answer. So, um, you know, speaking on the topic of other gay women and men in the workplace, I am a little more friendly just because I see it as like a community within a community. I'm never really like skeptical. I don't everybody gets a chance. I've always (laughs) said this. Anybody who knows me um, has heard me say this, everybody gets a chance. So whether you're straight or gay, I'll be nice to you. But if I know that you're openly gay, you're out. Um, one friend shout out to Desmond in the office. He listens, you know, him and I are Beyonce stands. So of course there is like mm. an instant connection there. <laughs> So we're well, yeah, because they look over in the corner, and you and Desmond are doing like the single ladies uh, dance in the corner of the office. I so, wish like. they'd send both of us home <laughs> with 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 a fan blowing your hair. Yes, yes, we're like push these break room tables together. She always has a runway. I need a runway. I need a runway. I need a runway. I need a fucking runway. <laughs> but no, um, I'm I'm cool like that with other um LGBT people in the office. I'll you know give them. It's like a homie nod. You know, it's like, hey girl, I see you over there. How's your day? Uh, more bullshit. I know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I try to be open and friendly, and everybody comes to me with any questions or gossip. I don't ask. Like I just exist, and people come to me. And he was one of them. People do the same thing to him too. He's um the same way. I did the company band for a while and I met a really cool lesbian. <laughs> she played saxophone. So that was cool. But, um, yes. I try to bring them in into a giant, like mammy titty hug. And we're just Ooh, there like, there you, you know, together. We're not having lunch or tea every day, but when we see each other in the hallway, it's like a nice part of our day. So it's basically like a big gay orgy when you see them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Minus the explicitness. <laughs> yeah. Um, because yeah, when I see other gay people at my work, like it, it immediately turns into like ballroom posing and like Vogue dances. 
Yeah, it's immediately Paris is burning. Yeah. Like the library's open. Yeah. Like <laughs> we just start like strutting down the aisle of the like cubicle area, <laughs> turning down the cubicles boots. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't play like favoritism or anything like that. But you know, it's be- they're part of your community, so of course you're gonna be warm, more warm with them. Um, probably more yeah. than you are with others that you don't really know or you may not necessarily relate to quite yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause even if like, even if I don't like relate to them or if there's like an, like more of an age gap or something like that with like an older gay, like I'm still nice to them, of course, cause we're like basically family. But, mm-hmm. um, at the same time, it's like, I'm not like spilling all the tea with them or whatever, but I'm like still nice to them. Yeah. Same. So like, there's this, like it was a while ago, there was this new gay at work and he was like a younger gay. Um, and so like my age and so like i was like oh hey girl like i was like he's really fucking cute like i'm gonna go introduce myself and just like try and be his friend so i went to like be his friend and then he i was like really like infatuated and then like everything was fine like we would talk or whatever and we started like having lunches together and or like if we were having lunch at the same time we would like eat at the same table or whatever Mm -hmm. I don't know how we got on the topic, but like I offer, like I tried to feel it out to like, oh, do you want to go do this? Like I was thinking about doing it and he was like um, non-committal, and I was like, okay. And then the call me by your name came up and he was like, no, I haven't seen it. And I was like, oh my God, you have to see it. And then eventually he did see it and like a few days later and he said he didn't like really like it. So I was like, all right, well, you're fucking dead to me. You've like too many strikes against <laughs> that you. Is, that is it. it. That's like, that's the last straw. <laughs> yeah. So after that, I was like, I'm not into you. And I'm cutting you out of my life. <laughs> he quit his job like a week later. So it's fine. Oh, so he was just in a mood. So he probably really liked it. Yeah. But he was just feeling sour about the work job situation. Yeah. Yeah. There's an older gentleman on my team. I'll leave him nameless, but he's like in his late 50s. So it's nice to kind of have him sitting right next to me. Like if I am having a moment where I'm reading an email I don't like, or I've asked the same question six times and I'm getting the same response and he can look at me and I can look at him and we can have a whole conversation with just our eyes. That's like a nice break in my day because the conversation very much goes, and keep in mind, this is all with our eyes. Bitch, calm down. Don't snap. Don't say that. Yeah. This is like... Count to three, then respond. <laughs> this is like gay telekinesis. It's actually a thing. We can Gay people can communicate with their eyes. Yeah, I heard it's really prevalent in dolphins. <laughs> hey. Shout out to Skylar. We can do this pretty well. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Skylar has the eye thing, the eyebrow thing. And then you you just like know what he means, basically. Yeah, his eyebrows are way sharper than mine. They tell a story. <laughs> I have many. Maybe another episode. But um, this is a good spot to slip in um, Christine's comment on Facebook. I put out a post asking allies how they promote acceptance in the workplace to LGBT community. And she says, as an ally, I try to say hi and ask people how they're doing. I also wear fun colors and prints that express myself in hopes of inspiring others to feel comfortable with themselves. It isn't much, so I'm hoping to listen in and find out what you all have been through and what more I can do to promote acceptance of everyone. <laughs> it sounds like Seth would dislike oh. this person because they're like, why is she being so nice to me? I know, poor <laughs> fucking Christine. She's so goddamn nice. What's her deal? Christine, don't say hi to Seth. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, wait till someone else says hi first, Christine. <laughs> no, thanks for that comment because, you know, it's just basic human interaction. I feel like sometimes we can feel like we're under a microscope. So it's for me when people come up to me and they just ask you about the regular everyday shit. It's just like, yeah, you know, this is what's going on. I'm having a good day or uh, this weather really makes me want to skip work, you know, stuff like that. And just you can really relate to other people in the office and figure out who those allies and who others are part of that community. Yeah, because I would say just... It definitely is important. Yeah, because I would just say be be yourself or be yourself. Like, don't go out of your way necessarily to, like, you know, go up to my pictures and say, oh, he's cute. But um, (laughs) maybe just, like... I know. um, Have a conversation with me. Be a human being. Maybe invite me to lunch to go do something. We can have a conversation. Um, But yeah, all of those things are good. Yeah. I think that's good, though, to have people like Christine in the office, though, because, you know, there can be like people that aren't really that considerate, you know, and so to have people like Christine is like really awesome for you to have so that you can have like another person to come talk to and like bounce ideas off of and, and stuff like that. You, mm-hmm. know, so you can feel safe talking to her and stuff like that. Right. And regardless of your sexuality, like we all have our insecurities. So when somebody kind of checks in with you that way, it's a nice like break from that mental struggle, whatever it may be that you're going through. Definitely. Um, to switch gears one more time, I did want to address our a Twitter question that we got because I thought it was really interesting. So um, Ms. Chrissy NY, who is like our new um, super fan, like she's been blowing us up and it's been really uh, enjoyable to tweet with we her. see you, girl. See you, girl. Hopefully it's a girl. I don't know. It's Ms. Chrissy. I don't know. I don't want to assume. Everybody's a girl. It's been <laughs> enjoyable talking with them yes (laughs) anyways now that we've just covered all of our bases so um ms chrissy says i would like y'all to speak on how to deal with difficult people slash passive aggression in the office because i feel a lot of people aren't nice and feel co-workers have to deal with the their attitudes oh oh this could be like a whole like segment, oh. like podcast in itself, I guess. I'm great at this. <laughs> I, and I know I, I know I am. <laughs> Tell us like about a time that you dealt with passive aggression and how you dealt with it. I feel like I'm interviewing you for a job. <laughs> so without saying too much, I'm definitely not naming names, but um, you know, there's always other managers. I'm just technically a supervisor and then I have my um, director. So I run my department. So I am in a position where I have to communicate with um, VPs, sometimes um, CEOs, but regularly lots of other managers and in multiple offices. And there's always that one queen that pushes your buttons. You know, they've they've <laughs> dropped yeah. the ball on something and they kind of try to push it off on, oh, well, you know, your team should have done this. And that's not really passive, but with that comes all of the comments or... I'm not going to acknowledge what we did, but here's what you could have done. And instead of getting heated and fired up about it, you know, you just turn it back with that HR politeness. Well, (laughs) I understand that this could have been a coaching moment for both teams, but the issue at hand is not with my team. Like I'm just really good at turning it back on to people. I don't like to use the word accountability. I like to place some responsibility 
that's new because I'm oh. all about accountability, but responsibility just hits a little harder <laughs> and it sounds a little sweeter. So I'm watching out for yeah. your feelings as I read you to filth. <laughs> so Amazing. you like sweeten responsibility? <laughs> yes. So I like to, um, this is a drama free zone. Like if people knew me in college, I always said that, especially with my friends, you know, this is a drama free zone. I don't care who's not getting along. Whoever starts shit first is getting kicked out. That's very much how I am in the workplace, except <laughs> I can't kick people out. So, <laughs> Well, you can fire them. It's fine. I wish it worked that way. But um, <laughs> what I what I do instead is, you know, I try to engage them and put on the show. I can turn it on and it's not me being fake. This is who I am. So if I know I'm right or my team was not in the wrong, I'm really going to go to bat for them and, you know, argue my points in a professional and calm way. You know, that's another thing I have to look out for in the workplace. You know, if I breathe too hard, you know, it's going to turn into this angry black queen has a problem. And that's never what I try to do. I'm really good at reading body language. So I know how to put off mine in a way that's welcoming and I'm making sure you're listening to me. So you better come correct is all I say, because again, I always have follow-up questions and if you're doing something <laughs> wrong, I'm not necessarily looking to point that out, but I'm not going to let you steamroll me either. So I know how to go to bat for no. my team. I know how to defend myself in a polite and, you know, appropriate way. So if somebody has a comment, you know, it's probably what I would do is say, oh, did you have a question or a comment about that? You know, that's how I, that's how, that's how I am in meetings. <laughs> oh, did you have something to oh. add, Stephen? Did you have something to add? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. <laughs> and that's exactly how it goes. Well, now I'm scared to talk. No. <laughs> um, um, for me, I guess I've dealt with it a little bit, the passive aggressiveness, but I kind of like employ a little bit of a tactic that Jamal uses as well. So I, I tend to go like I try not to like make it into an aggressive aggressive situation so I'll just no. ask the person if everything's okay because mm-hmm. you seem like a little flustered That's or, right. Um <laughs> you make the other person look crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um Yep. <laughs> I'm good at that. No, I'm the crazy one I think. Um <laughs> But uh but no, in the past like I've dealt with supervisors. I feel like um like kind of touching back on like the when you have like a woman that's a supervisor, they always want to be your friends. So I've also had like my supervisor and managers have been women. So like I feel like at sometimes they talk to me, they kind of go into mom mode and I really that makes me more frustrated. Mm-hmm. So like I I don't like it when they talk to me as if I'm like if it's like kind of condescending yeah, or don't like talk down to patronizing. Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really makes me even more mad in the situation. But then also, like, I also dealt with some passive aggressiveness today because um, I was talking to a coworker at, you know, we all work, it's cubicles. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to one of my friends and there's this girl that sits across from her that I wouldn't really consider myself friends with, or but I really haven't had any issues with her in the past. So today we were talking, and I guess she was on the phone or something, and she, so we're like talking, like I wasn't even, we weren't paying attention to her, like didn't even notice that she was on the phone. She like turned down, she's like, um, excuse me, I'm on the phone, can you guys be quiet? Oh. Like really abrasively. Oh, wow. So like, come correct, 
and don't come at me like like that because you will get some sass which she did because I felt like I had my I felt like I sort of had my pearl moment because <laughs> um, so I so she said that and we all just stood there and we're looking at her and then she kept staring at us like a weirdo and I was like what I stopped talking <laughs> oh, yeah no. did you want me to say something else <laughs> Do I have to leave too? Are you the fucking boss here? Am I breathing Get the too hell loud? Out of here, bitch. Can you hear me breathing? Yeah. <laughs> is there something on my face? Ah. Oh my god. I almost said that shit to her too. I was like, is there something on my face? Ooh. Yeah. But I no, she got a uh I stopped talking. Mm-hmm. And then she turned her dumb ass around. I'm like, guess who's never helping you, bitch? That's <laughs> right. Luck. Don't Awkward. burn those fucking bridges. learning everything. Exactly. Don't burn those bridges because you're having a bad day. Yeah, I don't care. Like also, I don't know if this is passive aggressive or what, but um, it's another thing that I was kind of interested in bringing up as a topic is so I don't know if it's because I'm gay or if it's just like how I am as a person, but I feel like people expect me to like entertain them in the office. And if I'm having like a bad day or if I'm just tired and being quiet or like introspective, then they're all like, are you okay? What's wrong? So because I'm not being allowed gay anymore. Oh, yeah. They're like, then, then I'm like, something's going on. I get that all the time. Like generally I'm pretty bubbly and warm, but I definitely have moments where, um, you know, we work in a big open space. There's just like a sea of people and I'm right in the center. So there's definitely days where I just want a quiet cube. You know, I'm not getting an office, but it's like, um, oh, what's wrong? Is everything okay? And it's like, just give me my space, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking tired. I haven't away. had my coffee yet. <laughs> I'm trying really hard not to use this PTO time. <laughs> yeah. So that's like really annoying because it's like, I have to always put on a show, but then like when I'm putting on a show, then they act like annoyed uh-huh. because like my, the way I kind of show appreciation and friendship is by sort of like being a little bit of shady, but like poking fun, like in a nice yeah, way. Yeah. It's a fun shade. You know, just kind of like joking around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so if, so then like sometimes they're, there, they're like, uh, Seth, like what the hell, like be nice or whatever. And then, so it's like, so it's like, I'm either, I either need to put on a show. I mean, I, I've either, or taken it too far mm-hmm. or if I'm quiet, then something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And like, I can't enjoy just, fucking being quiet either right. so it's like i can just never win mm-hmm. it's so fucking hard being gay <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a tug of war some days in the office with um that that act you feel like you're you're put on for sure yeah all right so should we wrap up this discussion i mean i know there's more topics i could bring up maybe we'll do like a short wrap up at at the beginning of next week episode or something yeah we uh, can do um a, yeah we could that's a great idea because we did get an email from nick and that would be a good way to um kind of wrap up this week's discussion and enter next week's show yeah i like it yeah so we'll do that all right you guys let's get on to more conversations and fun things <laughs> <laughs> hey girl. thanks for coming oh, all right you guys welcome back to thanks for coming the sipping tea <laughs> news flash bulletin uh office memo <laughs> that everyone pays attention to whatever so anyways i know stony has a story that he would like to talk about so what do you have for us today queen yeah so my story for the week is somewhat related to um 
diversity in the workplace. So, um, Ooh. I saw this uh, actually last week. I think it happened last week, but there is a news host. I guess you would call him a news host. I don't re- really know what he is, but his name is Tucker Carlson and he works for Fox News. So just brace yourselves, y'all. Um, <laughs> Ugh, Fox News. So anyway, I guess he was ranting about um, diversity on one of his episodes last week. And basically kind of um, complaining about how politicians, like especially Democrats, because it's Fox News, so they're bitching about Democrats, um, <laughs> of course, have like yeah. lauded um, diversity and kind of like think that diversity is this greatest thing. And Tucker Carlson's argument is basically that it's not and that mm. marriage and military is like, I don't know. He's basically saying that like none of these things matter and that we should not be celebrating diversity. What the hell? And like, we need to stop like preaching that this is such a great thing. Um, um so yeah. <laughs> uh, I, my takeaway from this was Tucker Carlson's an asshole. Well, that <laughs> serious. asshole. Um, and also just, I'm a straight white male, so I'm confused. Why are there Brown people? Why are there gay people? Why? What are, are all women? these colors? <laughs> <laughs> Why are there women here? They should be in the kitchen. Yeah. It's so strange. They should only be around What's if that? I'm like slapping their ass or something. Like, I don't. I don't know. But anyway, this is Fox News. So, I mean, you have to take it for a grain of salt. But, like, um. it's just kind of ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is really strange. It's like, I mean, diversity is nice because if I had to fucking work with Tucker Carlson's all day, I'd be bored as fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> no shit. Like, and that's the thing about the workplace, too. Like, it's nice to have diversity and to interact with different people from cultural backgrounds or you know different upbringings like this is what makes the human race you know it can't just be one thing well and yeah the whole reason that companies promote diversity so much is because they want their employees to embrace each other work together because when you work together obviously you're more likely to solve problems yeah um so i don't really understand when he's saying that we should not embrace diversity at the end of the day, diversity exists, right? There's going to be different people no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just all about celebrating how we are different so we can come together and figure things out together. Right. Because if you're just like F diversity, then that's when you start putting people in groups and saying, Oh, I don't like this person because you know, they're from this background because at the end of the day, we're all human beings, but um, yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of crazy. Well, that's the thing is like some people are just hypersensitive. It's like if I'm bringing in this dish to the potluck, the pitch-in, whatever the hell you call it, overweight office America. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not me trying Stop to... Stop judging me. I'm not trying to throw I it. I feel so judged. <laughs> yeah. Are you reading me? Yes, read, bitch. But... um. <laughs> You know, this isn't me throwing my me in your face. Like, I'm just doing me. You know, this is food that I cook. This is a dish that my family makes, and I'm trying to share it with you. And if that rubs you the wrong way, you know, quite frankly, you need to go look yourself in the mirror, maybe slap yourself or throw yourself down a flight of stairs, and then come and try it with an open yeah. mind. 
it's not just always about you and don't bitch about it like, and uh, hashtag not all white people everybody calm down but you know just come <laughs> come with an open mind like it's not always about you get to know somebody else right i think it's hashtag all assholes i think hashtag all assholes i mean yes <laughs> that's the problem with like in general right now and the political climate is just everybody is yelling and nobody's listening to what like problems they have in their lives right so it would be a much better yeah. world if people mm-hmm. could just i don't know instead of talking all the time oh guess what more. y'all Shut the fuck we're up. live on um instagram nick says diversity brings differing viewpoints which leads to compromise which leads to harmony wow tell nick that i didn't ask him any <laughs> fucking questions it's like you're a real human being or something and you actually aren't a piece Oops. of crap <laughs> Yeah. Well, speaking of diversity, too, I don't know if you guys saw the news story, but people are talking about, well, we talked about on the podcast also a few weeks ago about Idris Elba's comments um, about about diversity in film roles. Mm -hmm. Um, So news came out this week that um, Henry Cavill will not be playing or doesn't want to play Superman anymore. So, of course, now we are going to be talking about, well, who's going to replace him? So... The name I saw was Michael B. Jordan, and he would maybe be most knowable from the Black Panther movie. Yes, Killmonger. Yes. (laughs) And so I was like, when I saw that story, I was like, oh, hell yeah, he's fucking beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) He's very attractive. Of course. Michael B. Jordan could make a great Superman, you know, not, and, you know, white America, hashtag not all white people. I'm not, I'm only going to say that you know, a handful of times. So y'all better get used to it, listeners. When I say white people, I don't mean all of you. But, you know, white people get so up in arms because, you know, Superman traditionally is a white character. And, you know, black America is not trying to make every character black. You know, that's not what it's about. It's just like what we were talking about a couple weeks ago. Who's going to play the role the best? You know, he probably still has to audition He's not just being selected because he's the black guy. You know, there's probably still an audition process. There's probably other candidates, but everyone's going to be focusing on this because, oh, there can't be a black Superman. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just think it's so silly. I mean, he doesn't have the role officially, but even if he did get the role, like people are just like freaking out about like. Uh, people of other races playing other ra- t- other like stereotypically white characters yeah, whatever right. and it's just so dumb to me because um i mean like i don't know everything about comics mm-hmm. but just based on reading comments about the story apparently there's like alternate universes and alternate storylines where like sp- uh, superman is black so like, oh. people are just being stupid oh like in the comics <laughs> he is like like yeah oh, wow i didn't Whoa. know that yeah that's cool in my minimal research that i've done <laughs> yeah i wasn't much of like a comic book kid but i definitely watched every movie all the cartoons i mean superman was yeah. always like boring to me anyway like i just never really liked superman but <laughs> at the end of the day like they're going to like if the movie is good it's gonna be good right like if they mm-hmm. cast the right people in it and it's got a good story mm-hmm. then it'll be good yeah i mean i don't think like casting michael b jordan in something that was a traditionally a white role is going to ruin the movie it's going to no. be like the script that ruins the movie and yeah. also the fact that we well, yeah it'll be bad because all sp- superman movies tend to be horrible right <laughs> and it's like seriously like are we going to just like protest everything that has a little dose of blackness in it like could you imagine what i 
like, could you imagine my world if I tried to protest everything that had a dose of whiteness on it? Like, I'd be fucked. I'd be, like, living in a box somewhere. Yeah. Like, what if they tried to, like, remake Shaft, but they had, like, Michael McConaughey, like, be Shaft or something? <laughs> like, how fucking dumb would that be? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Nope. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not happening. I'm not taking that bait. <laughs> what if, like, the white person was the first one to die in scary movies. I mean, just think how <laughs> things would be different. Wait, wait. Did Scariest that happen in um, ever. Did that happen in um Cabin in the Woods? <laughs> Who died first in Cabin in the Woods? Oh, I don't know. It's been too long since I've seen that. Was it Chris Hemsworth? Uh, yeah, did, I can't remember. He died pretty soon, yeah, didn't I he? Think, yeah, I know like in that movie, like a lot of the stars died, but Okay. Um but yeah. <laughs> now I want to go watch. I'm just Still upset about the shark eating Samuel L. Jackson in Deep Blue Sea. Look, so. that shit scared me. Like, I almost pissed myself when I saw that in the movies. Do you remember that scene? Oh, yeah. Deep Blue Sea? That oh, was awful. I don't know I if so I scared. fully saw the movie or when not. When Samuel L. Jackson got snatched by the shark. Ooh, uh-uh. For real. Yeah. I think he, it was, like, really, like, sad. Like, because at first, I think the first, the shark bit, like, his leg. So he's, like, hobbling around or something. It's just, yeah. like leave him alone oh i just i see all of it playing in my head now i'm not going to be able to sleep thanks i don't like sharks (laughs) you're welcome well we know how to swim now (laughs) so we can kind of try to get away i guess i'm not going in the ocean (laughs) (laughs) um so another news story that i had that i wanted to talk about was uh this week there was a youtube video that kind of uh, went viral or maybe just had a lot of people talking about it um there is a gay problematic youtuber matthew lush and uh, you maybe have heard of him before he goes by the name or he goes by the myspace name oh, no. <laughs> gay god gay what? god on myspace yeah yeah back, it started back in myspace oh. like i've followed him i've followed like his actions since myspace mm-hmm. so i like really know the full story about like all the problematic things that he's done oh <laughs> but uh, so what did he do what really has had uh well what has really had people talking this week was he made a video entitled do vegans taste better <gasps> and he swallowed and tasted a shot glass full of his own semen oh my gosh what what is what (laughs) he did this on camera yes (laughs) well i mean he didn't like produce the material on camera but i mean we know where it came from though (laughs) it was so weird it was like watching like paula dean eat a stick of butter like he was so thrilled with himself so yeah. wait, this person's name is Gay God. Yeah, or and his his actual name is Matthew Lush. I'm like Matthew mortified. Lush. <laughs> yeah, and so gross. It's like, <laughs> I mean, he he made then of course he made like a whole video about people reacting to his video, and it's really funny too because he starts like planned. off. Oh, well, he knew. He even admitted. He's like, I knew it was a stunt. I knew I wouldn't make any money off of it. But basically, his YouTube channel has died because he's so problematic. Like, he just keeps losing fans over, like, controversy, controversy, controversy. Mm-hmm. So so he was probably trying to get attention, didn't care what kind of attention he got, and did, like, this 
this to the thing and so then he to the over the reaction video you could tell he gets more and more like in his feelings and like so oh like at, like legitimately upset about the things people are saying I mean, about what him. did he expect because yeah it's not cool i mean you knew you were gonna get attention but it's not gonna be like positive attention and i'm not trying to like you know sex shame anybody but like this is just this just seems like inappropriate for you, for you too. Yeah. I would watch that on Pornhub. Like but... you can't even <laughs> I mean, monetize videos with curse words on YouTube anymore. So yeah, you're just yeah. over here swallowing your own jizz. I mean, for what? Yeah, at least yeah. like I don't know, just upload it on like Pornhub and tag it in like the fetish area or something or the <laughs> the cum guzzler area. Yeah, yeah. it used to go under the fetishes <laughs> category. One of the lesser check categories, <laughs> yeah. like I don't know. But not like on like your YouTube page. These know. queens are out of control. Yeah. So it's just like really just another thing. And then, um, you know, he does his like my gay online boyfriend series <laughs> where he like has all these people do like challenges and tasks and stuff. And then uh, p- the viewers vote uh, one of them off like each week and stuff like oh, that. That's so cool. it's like it's a good idea in theory, but he always picks like boys that are like between 18 and like 23. And it's it's really creepy because he's like our age, like he's like 30 ish. And like all the boys that are always on his show are like these, like really they're twinks. And if, if they're 18, they look like younger than they're 18. Like it's creepy. Yeah. There's like a equilibrium like line where it's like, after you get a certain age, it becomes creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And so he always is like, Oh, it's just for fun. It's just for fun. Like this isn't serious to find a boyfriend, but it's like, always is because the prize is always like oh well i'll fly you out to visit me (laughs) and so the first one he did the boy didn't want to like meet up with him or anything oh no hell no i mean why this the second series was more controversial because um so it was like an 18 year old twink from new zealand so like matthew lush initially had him pretend to be straight and and like he was like oh like i'm straight but like i just think if i were ever to be gay it would be with you like some like really fucked up storyline and basically rigged the whole competition to make him the popular one so that he would ride it to the end and then get to come so then he flies this twink and then when the twink isn't like all over his d he gets mad like and then there was like this whole thing and like the boy like went off and hooked up with this other guy that he actually did like and then Matthew was like kicked him out or whatever and like had him figure out how to get fucking back to New Zealand on his own and it was just like yeah he's like really not a good person there's lots of YouTube videos exposing like how cruel he can be like with other YouTubers that he's collaborated with and had like previous boyfriends and stuff like that yeah it's time to cancel him (laughs) yeah super cancel I don't feel any kind of way about people like that just go ahead and take all of his coins stop giving him clicks stop watching those videos don't click on his shit (laughs) y'all Yeah, I used to watch him like religiously because he would do daily vlogs. Mm. Yeah, I need to. But now because his views are so low, like a, like a good video for him is like 25,000 views now, which is sad because he has like a million subscribers. Well, good. <laughs> oh Maybe it'll be like 10,000 next week. Yeah, so... Um, I don't know. It's just like really kind of problematic and gross. Like he's been talking about doing a My Gay Online Boyfriend, a new season, but like one for real. I mean, which they're all 
for real he's always wanted to try and find boyfriends out of it but he said that he wasn't able to find like boys that were like his age and like older boys so he said he doesn't know if he's gonna do this it this season really creepy that is it's gross. kind of like like kevin spacey-esque like a little bit like threatening yeah. people like when they don't want to um like do sexual things with you it's very sick and predatory it is and it's just like i mean he's had a pattern of that behavior and i mean i know like at one point when he was younger when he was 19 he moved to minnesota for a boy that he was like dating so he was matthew lush was 19 and the boy was 16 and like people a lot of people that watch him now probably aren't old enough to know about that story or like it's just kind of gross like he just rubs me the wrong way it feels like he uses his youtube quote-unquote fame to like Mm -hmm. get with twinks i don't know it's kind of creepy yeah he's it definitely sounds like he's abusing his power and people like that definitely should not be in a position to do so definitely not so you know, it wasn't really planning to make it like too attacking of him or accusatory, but like really he kind of brought himself into the spotlight this week with that really strange grasp for attention. Like it's like almost like the last straw before he completely fizzes out and becomes irrelevant. And the words of Monique Hark children, facts are facts. <laughs> yes, God. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, that will wrap up our little news discussion portion. Yes. Yes. Let's move on to something more fun. Yeah. <laughs> I feel exhausted. <laughs> I know. This is a long podcast again. We just like love talking with you guys. <laughs> People like our serious topics though. So they'll hopefully you all get into it and you can let us know in the inbox. TFCpod at gmail.com. Yes. Do it. Trade. Mm. Trade. 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 So... Who wants to start by telling us your trade for the day? Let's or the week, I guess. Let's start with Stony. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Stony, you go first. I have a good one. So everyone knows that I love Brazilian men, Ooh. as I've shared a few trades that are for Brazil. <laughs> um, so this one is a new one that it was on the Explore page, so I had to immediately <laughs> put Follow. it in this. Okay. Yeah, put it in this segment this week. So. This person's name, and I'm going to butcher it, but it's like Olivira Borges, I think. We'll put it in the notes. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Um, that's right. Good job. And yeah, it's just more of the same, really. He's just a hot (laughs) guy and Brazilian. Give us a little enthusiasm, Queen. What do you like about him? Um, Yeah, what's your favorite feature? More of the same. What's the same? More of the same... Is it his um, mind? I just like, <laughs> I don't know. He has a cute smile. Okay. And he's not like, I don't really like overly muscular guys, but he's still got like More definition. More like a natural beef. Yeah. He's naturally just, I guess, muscular, but not like over the top where you're just like, get off of me. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What about East Jamal? So I found um, a gentleman I've been following for a little bit, maybe like a few months. His name is um, Ty on Instagram. The Life of Ty is his um, Instagram handle. Ooh. Hi, but Ty. But kind of like what Stoney said, like it's kind of got like a natural beef situation going on. He's um, got some 
dusty brown hair and these gorgeous blue eyes and he just seems really sweet his latest post was um oh. on his insta story was a big like announcement with the black background and big bright blue letters for um all we we all know that hurricane florence is coming so he sent a message out yes. that said um you know please don't abandon your animals evacuate with them and any man that loves his animals is has a way to my heart <laughs> Oh, Ty has a soul. Cute. Yeah. So shout out to He's you, He's hot Ty. and has a soul. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, girl. <laughs> What'd you find in these Insta streets, Seth? Well, I had like another person planned for this week, but I like last minute change because I'm like non-committal. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been watching a lot of 13 Reasons Why lately. I'm in the second season now. If you follow our Twitter, you've probably seen me tweet a little bit about it. Um, so my trade comes from 13 Reasons Why, and it is a uh, former RuPaul's Drag Race guest judge, Miles Heiser. Ooh. Oh. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Miles? I think it's Heisner. Um, Heisner, Heis, I don't know. It's difficultly spelled. I can't do it. But <laughs> I'm trying to play back the audio in my head. I could be fucking it up too. So sorry. <laughs> we'll put the link in the bio so you guys will find. I mean, you guys know who he is. You don't even need to look exactly. At the link, but I mean, unless you want to see a beautiful guy. So <laughs> who doesn't? We do. <laughs> yeah. So the reasons why I really am infatuated with him. Um, art is because he seems like very like introspective and like a little bit more quiet like similar to me mm-hmm. because and then I, I was thinking about it actually so he's kind of quiet and he got read a lot for when he was guest judge about not being like entertaining or like being kind of like quiet and sleepy uh-huh. or whatever but then the next season, everyone was praising Cameron for being like a quiet queen. So it's just like annoying. It's kind of a, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, that's definitely um annoying. It's like, why is this okay? But you were jumping all over him. Right. So I think he would be very interesting. Like clearly he, he just seems like not your typical person, you know? So he seems, it seems like the kind of person like you could have like long, conversations with about like intellectual topics or you could just like sit there and listen to music with him mm-hmm. or or you know watch uh, an art like an avant-garde film or some sort of like cultural experience i'm into it like a black and white yeah. silent film but that's also foreign and you're just sitting there reading subtitles <laughs> together holding hands yes. yeah with a glass of <laughs> I wine love just reading and then <laughs> afterwards <laughs> And then afterwards, we have a long conversation about the movie that we just watched and what themes that we saw throughout the movie. Hot. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. If you're, like, into intellectual conversations, like, hit me up at the TFC pod. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Shout out to Terry Miller last week, um, my trade of the week. He actually responded on Instagram. I gave him a shout out and told him that he'd made trade of the week, and he commented back my straight friend asked me if um no he said my friend asked me if uh this was like a um fantasy football draft trade of the week (laughs) (laughs) very similar (laughs) yeah if it was a fantasy football draft what position would terry be oh definitely quarterback come on (laughs) oh okay he wouldn't be a tight end i mean 
Possibly. I already <laughs> forgot what the tight ends do, so. <laughs> Me too. Listen to our. And I looked up the guy. <laughs> Go ahead. That Nick said that he thought like was hot. I forgot what his name is now, but I looked him up, and he looks like every football player, like every dumb jock ever. Oh no! Like so, dumb jocks are so <laughs> like, fun I, though. No offense. Um, I don't know. Like it's just so hard for me <laughs> because to, because like he just looks so dumb. Like, and I don't know. That's really mean to say, but I didn't. He's not real. He's just not my type physically, and he doesn't seem like the type to have a long co- conversation about music over glasses of wine so you can't please them all mystery football player yeah <laughs> i don't know that's just not my crowd you know <laughs> i said that i like more androgynous people which um i believe miles i think he identifies as genderqueer if i remember mm, okay. that episode i don't know so that's like more my speed yeah, well, maybe eventually we can have our listeners send in their trades of the week so they can share with us who they're into. Yeah, I'm really liking that idea. Because we need some new ideas, yeah. girl. Engagements. Yeah, if you want to, you can send us email, maybe email us or DM us an Instagram link and we will check them out. And if we are into it, maybe we will share them in the future. (laughs) Yeah, we'll definitely save them. Maybe we'll do it on a future episode for sure. Yeah, super fun. Yeah. So with that, I think we've had like a lovely conversation this week. I didn't really, I wasn't sure how the long the workplace conversation would go but this has turned into a a super long podcast so (laughs) you can you know just split it up listen in segments do what you got to do this comes out on monday if you if it's too much for you to handle on monday just finish it up on wednesday little hump day treats yeah (laughs) yes i love to listen and don't forget to rate and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts yes bitch and leave us comments because we love to hear from you so while we're at it let's just fucking do it all you know you know like let's just fucking go to town i'll do what i want i'm gonna do what i want (laughs) (laughs) don't tell me what (laughs) god damn it madeline (laughs) go away get away from me (laughs) i don't want to fucking be your office bff off of me (laughs) well thanks for hanging out everyone Yes, bitch. And with that, we bid you a bye. Bye. (laughs)